Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. And regardless of when you listen to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. Now, we continue to receive a lot of questions, and we love your questions. Please keep them coming. That's where the content's going to come from, because this is a show for you and about you. So today, we're going to do our second Q&A episode. And we're going to start here. I love this question. I've I've received three different versions of this question, but I'm going to read it from this one person. How do we stay on the path in spite of judgmental peers and family? This is something that I hear over and over and over again, especially with my coaching clients who are, are taking some pretty dramatic steps to change their lives. And this is near and dear to my heart because I experienced this myself in my own journey. And so first I would just say, you're the only one who gets to live your life and you're the only one who has to live with the consequences of your decisions. And so it's important that we each find our own respective journeys because it's just that, it's our journey. I think we also need to take into account who is the criticism, the questioning coming from? Who is it? Who is it in your life? Because that matters. Just because somebody loves you and just because you love them doesn't mean that their comments and their feedback matters. Even if they matter in your life and you respect them and you love them, it doesn't mean this particular side of their feedback and their questioning and you know criticism is even relevant to you. So first I would ask you, okay, are they financially stable? How have they lived out this part of their life? If they're going to criticize you and be judgmental on your decisions as you're trying to get right with money, get right with your career, how have they done? How have they done in their money? How have they done in their careers? Are they happy? Are they fulfilled? Do they live a meaningful life? Because if they don't, do you really want to take advice from them? Do you really want to let their judgment and their criticism seep in and poison you? And I, I had a lot of this. And I had a lot of people that, that said a lot of things that I look back on and say, that, that sucked. And it hurt. At the time, it did hurt. But I had to take a step back and ask myself, okay, do I want to be more like them? Is their advice rational? Is it legit? And sometimes the answer was yes. And then so I would have to take a pause and say, okay, do I need to think about this a little differently? Do I need to reconsider maybe how I'm doing this? But most of the time, the answer is no. Most of the time, the answer was, I don't want to go down their path. That's why I'm doing it this way. The other thing is, they're only seeing one season of your life. They're seeing the hard season. They're seeing the season where you're paying the price where you're making sacrifices to get to where you know you want to be. They don't know what these choices, these decisions will do into the future. They don't know how this will impact you going forward. All they see is what you're doing right now. And to the world, that may look stupid. It may look foolish. But in the big picture, that may not be the case. And I think with my own journey, as, as I had a really amazing career, it was fun career, 
it was something I did for 15 years and I left my career to t- and I, I took a 90% pay cut when things were just getting good in my career. And I was starting to really hit a point where I'd kind of quote unquote made it. And I left. And man, the criticism came hard. Leaving that income, leaving that status, leaving that title, the criticism came hard from people that I love. I had one person I looked up to. They were kind of a mentor figure in my life. And I had lunch with this person. And I was excited to share what I was doing and why. And and one of the things he told me says, Travis, you're selfish. He says, you are selfish because... You taking this pay cut means you're going to give less. So that was a selfish decision for for you. And that really blew me away. It really blew me away that, that he would have that perspective because I think out of anybody, he should know my heart. That I love generosity. It's the most important thing to me. And all he did is point the finger and say, you're selfish. Now, I had in that moment, I'd ask myself the question, what was his relationship with money? What role did it play in his life? And as I really started to think about it, I realized, no, 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 I don't want to go down that road. And so I experienced that. I get that criticism when I've been a youth group leader for eight, nine years now. And people say, why do you do that? Why do you spend so much time doing that? Well, because it adds value. It's important. Some of the best experiences of my adult life have come through that ministry as well as some other ministry I'm involved in. So I don't let people's judgment dictate my, my path, though I, I, I can't say I'm immune to it. So I think we all have some version of that in our lives. And so the people that are getting judgment and criticism for trying to follow, whether that's their financial path or their career path or their ministry path or whatever, just know you got to do you. Because you're the one who has to live with the consequences of those decisions. All right, second question. I've seen a lot of my friends in business go to graduate school to get more advanced degrees in hopes of a better job opportunity. Keyword, in hopes of a better job opportunity. To me, this doesn't sound appealing to go into. What do you think, Travis? I'm really glad somebody asked this question because this is something I see a lot. Every time somebody gets into a, they feel like they hit a dead end or they hit a wall in their career, or they're unhappy, our culture says, you should go back to school. That's what our culture says. Go back to school. Get another degree. That will fix things. And honestly, it feels backwards to me. My, my young friend who asked this question, I think they were on the right track. It does feel backwards. You think, hear that in their question, in hopes of a better job opportunity. So it's kind of a hope and a prayer. I'm going to get more education. I'm going to have to invest all that time in a lot of money. And that money probably looks like more student loan debt. So we're going to go further in debt, trapping us more in hopes that it gives us a job down the road that pays more. It feels like we have to go, we're going backwards in the hopes that maybe it moves us forward. Now I'm, I'm pro education. I love education. I love college. I, I love all of it. But if we're doing it because we think it might help us down the road, I don't know. It just feels like we're maybe going into it with the wrong mentality. And I remember I went to my boss several years ago, and, and this, this gentleman, he's now significantly high up in, in my former company. And I went to him and I, and at my annual review, and I asked him, I said, hey, should I, should I go get my master's degree? I feel like I should, and I kind of want to, but I really just need to get your opinion and hear what you think. 
And he just has a bachelor's degree. He doesn't have a master's. He doesn't have a secondary, a post-secondary education after, after college. And, and he said, honestly, Travis, I wouldn't. He goes, if you want to, go for it. He said, but don't do it because you think it's going to help you get further along. It's not. Now, this is industry-specific. Some industries have, have a requirement on education. Some positions, you have to have a certain education. So I don't want you to hear me saying that it's not going to do you any good. I'm saying think of it contextually to where you're at and where you want to be. In my path, my boss, who I respected highly, said, don't do it. He said, it's not going to help you. Unless you want to go and get the education, you want to learn and, and apply that, great. He says, but don't do it because you think it's going to help your career. And he said, he said, he added on, he said, if anything, go get your CFA, which is a designation in the financial world. And he, here's what he said. He said, anybody can get a master's degree. He says, not everybody can get a CFA. It's hard. He goes, it is hard. And so if you get that, that proves something. And so he said, if, if I'm you, Travis, I'm not going to get a master's, but I, I would consider a CFA if you're going to do anything. And so I think you need to make your own decision. If you love education and you want to do it, awesome. Hopefully you're, you're finding a way to pay for it. Hopefully you're not going deeper in debt to make it happen. I, I don't wish that upon you, the debt and, and everything that comes with it. But don't think that you have to go to get more education to fix your problem. Sometimes the cure for what ails us is to go get a better job. And better doesn't mean something that requires more education. Better just means better for us. So if you hate your job or you feel like you're, you're in a dead end or you feel disrespected, then you probably need to find something different. Not necessarily go get more education in hopes that it opens a door. There's lots of doors everywhere. Go find a door because there are so many amazing jobs out there, so many amazing opportunities, and you deserve better than waking up every day dreading or at best tolerating what you're going to do. Question three, and this is something that we're actually getting into in our Meaning Over Money course. We're creating the content for this new section. So this question says, is buying a house always a good financial investment? And I'm, I'm going I'm to answer this short, short today and we'll go into it more in future episodes. But my short answer is no. In fact, I, I would argue that a house is rarely a good financial investment. And hear that piece in there, financial investment. Mathematically, owning a home is not a good financial investment. It's an investment, but it doesn't make it a good financial investment. And I'm going to go deeper into the math and why I believe that in a future episode. But before you decide you want to condemn me for this, here's the second part. It can be a very good life decision. I am pro-house. I've owned two houses I don't today. I will soon. I want to. I look forward to owning a house again, but not because it's a good financial decision, not because it's a good financial investment. So I'm really excited to unpack that piece of it as we go into the future. And I think it's going to stir up some controversy and I think some people are going to get mad. But I have, I have several friends, many friends and several clients who are real estate agents. I love them. I love the work they do. I love how they serve their clients. I am pro-house. I would just make the argument that owning a home is not a good financial investment, but it could be the best life investment. So more to come, and we're building out the content for Meaning Over Money. So if you're interested in really digging into this topic, that might be for you. Question four.
oh, I've been getting this one a lot. And, and honestly, we just haven't gone there yet. So I thought, all right, good, good opportunity to answer this one. Travis, what's the difference between meaning over money and Dave Ramsey? Because whenever we think about doing this money stuff better, especially in the Christian world, people think Dave Ramsey. And then here I am talking about it. I coach. Uh, we have a course. And so people naturally wonder, what's the difference? And I think before we talk about the differences, I think we should talk about the similarities because there are a lot. So there's three main things I think there's a pretty, pretty even alignment on in terms of what we believe in, in Dave Ramsey. Number one, debt sucks. In fact, I would, I would acknowledge and maybe props to Dave Ramsey and his organization that I don't think anybody in the history of mankind has done more or helped more people get out of debt than they have. I think it's been wonderful. It's changed the lives of millions of people to get out of the stupid debt. So I 100% affirm that. I think life insurance, we're both in agreement on that. I, I totally believe and buy what he's talking about with term life insurance. I'm 100% on board with that. And then just his way of teaching budgeting and how budgeting should work, zero-based budgeting, being, being intentional, being proactive, not reactive, fully all in on this. In fact, I would say his, his online budgeting app, Every Dollar, in my opinion, is probably the best budgeting app I've ever seen. And in fact, my wife and I have used it for a few years. So I would say credit where credit is due. Absolutely love his budgeting application. Many of my clients use it. We use it. It's just so well done. So what are the differences? I think first and foremost, and this might be the big one, I fundamentally disagree with his approach to investing and how do we handle our investing withdrawals on the back end. Fundamental disagreement with that. Number two, I think this is his approach to wealth. Over time, it's been more about we should get wealthy, celebrate being a millionaire. How do you become a millionaire? We need to build wealth so that we can live and give like no one else, as he says. I couldn't disagree more. I think we've missed the point. Why, why do we want to get wealthy? It's just money. And I'm not saying money is bad, but why the pursuit for wealth? Why the pursuit for more? Because more money doesn't make us more happy. So why are we pursuing wealth? For me, it's about meaning. I think we should be pursuing meaning. Money doesn't provide meaning. Millions and millions of dollars doesn't provide meaning. It just provides more money. And so I would say, let's pursue meaning. I, I just really, I really have a difference in philosophy there. And I'm not saying that they're bad for it. I'm just saying I don't agree with it. And I think that translates right into the next thing, which is, our perspective on career decisions. Because again, if we think that becoming wealthy is the goal, that changes how we handle our career. Because we will naturally try to find a career that pays more money because again, money is good. More money is better. And so if that's the case, we choose a career that gives us more money, more stuff. And, and more generosity, yes. But it's all about more money. And I, I, I think we're missing the boat a little bit on the careers when 70% of Americans dislike or hate their career. It tells us we're on the wrong track here. We should be seeking meaning, which, which includes seeking work that we love. Now, I'm not saying Dave Ramsey's advocating for work that we hate. He's not. He's not far from it. I don't want to put that on him. That's not what he's doing. 
But when we glorify more wealth and being rich, it leads us down a, a path where we do seek a career because it pays us more. And I just think we need to take a step back and, and ask ourselves, is that, is that really what's important? Number four, we don't necessarily advocate for cash envelopes. Now, I wish we could use cash. I wish I could use cash. My wife and I, we used to use cash. And I know this is a big principle of, of Dave Ramsey. And, and my wife and I did it for a long time. And, and it works unless it doesn't. And what we found is more and more over time, it just doesn't work with our cashless society, with online payments and everything being digital. And so we don't necessarily advocate for that. Now, I have clients that do use all cash and they love it. What I advocate for, what we advocate for, is using whatever works for you. So helping you find what works for you and then making that the thing. Because often cash isn't what's going to work for us. I wish it did. I wish, I wish we could go back and just use cash. I actually liked that. But I also understand it's just not my reality right now. And it's especially not the reality for a lot of young people. And so the goal isn't to do it the cash way that it's to do it whatever way works best for you. And if that's cash, that's awesome. I love that. But we got to find what works for us. And I think the last thing is, and I think Dave Ramsey's gotten a reputation over the years of just belittling people. And it's either the right, it's either his way or the wrong way. And I just, I'm not, I'm not as much of a fan of that. And there are things I believe in. There are principles I believe in, but I also believe everyone's unique and everybody has their own journey. And so I just want to be encouraging. I want to be uplifting along the way. I don't want to ridicule people. I don't want to belittle people. I just don't. And, and so I think that's something that is different. It's not about my way or the wrong way. It's the right way for you. Let's find the right way for you. And there are certain things that, like if you're just going to go run up a bunch of credit card debt, I would argue that's not right for anybody. I'm not saying that everything is right. I'm not saying that. Please don't hear me say that. But I am saying that there are ways to do things for each of us that might be slightly different than the next person. And sometimes I'll go into a client meeting. For example, there's one client that they told me they wanted to buy a different house. And they were at a really critical juncture of their financial journey. And they said, Travis, we want to talk about buying a house. So I went into this meeting thinking to myself, I really dread telling them I don't think they should buy this house. I was really dreading this meeting. I had kind of a sick feeling in my stomach. So I go into this meeting, they share, okay, Travis, here's the situation. Here's why we think we should buy this house. And then they said, we understand you probably don't agree with us. And at the end of the conversation, I kind of landed on, I, I think you should buy this house. I didn't expect to have that opinion, but I think it's the right decision. And, and I didn't think I was going to get there. And again, it's not about what I want. My job's never to tell clients what to do. My job's to help them understand the situation make a recommendation, and then whatever, they, whatever decision they make, walk alongside of them the best I can. And so by the end of the conversation, I really thought they should buy this house, and then they did. Now, nine out of 10 clients, we have the same conversation. I don't think I would feel that way. But for them, their unique circumstances, their unique situation, it just made sense for them. And it has turned into a very big blessing in their life. And I'm proud of them. I'm glad they made that decision. And so it's not about my way or the wrong way. It's about what's right for you. And so I think that's, that's the biggest explanation of how are we different than Dave Ramsey. And again, all respect to him and his organization. 
He's helped, he's helped millions and millions of people. We could only hope to, to help even a fraction of the number of people he has helped. So no mean to disrespect to him. Just wanted to share the differences that we, we perceive between what we do and what he does. And so, it, and I always tell my friends and my clients, I say, if you, if you love Dave Ramsey and you want to follow the Dave Ramsey stuff, totally respect that. I totally respect that. Go do that. Enjoy it. Go kick butt and, and pursue the best life that you can. I am all, I am all for that. So if, you don't have to choose between, between listening to Dave Ramsey and listening to us. You don't have to choose between the two. I hope you don't feel like you have to choose between the two because you don't. I think there's value in all of it. And that goes for other people too. If there's other people that are saying the totally opposite thing of me, and there are, there's many of them, that's okay too. You should take in different perspectives. I'm sitting here saying we should be pursuing meaning. And there's other financial gurus out there that are literally saying, you should just get rich and quit working at 35. I could not disagree with them more, but listen to them. Hear what they have to say. Hear what I have to say. Hear what Dave Ramsey has to say. Hear what other people have to say. And then figure out what's best for you. Because you're the one who gets to and has to live with your decisions. And so whatever decision you make, be confident in it and own it and then go enjoy it and live a meaningful life. So those are my questions for today. If you'd like to reach us outside of the podcast, the first, the first one is our financial course, Meaning Over Money, where we help young adults live for the meaning and not for the money. And you can find that at meaningover.money. Now, we, just, we love our podcast listeners. And if you are a podcast listener, we have a deal for you. You can get 25% off all of our course products by using the the promo code podcast25, podcast25 at checkout. And so that's just our gift to say thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for sharing it with people in your life. We want to give that to you. So 25% off all of all of that, those products if you're interested. And if you're not, you just want to listen to the podcast, just listen to the podcast. We're just glad you're here. You can also find us on Instagram. You can find The Meaning Over Money on Instagram. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can also find us on YouTube. So thank you so much, guys. Take care.